Welcome back to an Omniaparatus. This podcast is being recorded a day late and I have to be honest, the movie just had so much meaning. I was running late on this. That's actually not the case, but we'll get into that towards the end. It is your host and only host Jay here to discuss the movie of the year, what people are calling the end of the trauma phase of the MCU, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. As always with me, there will be all the spoilers, all the opinions, and let's just get into it. And there might be a twist at the end that no one's expecting on this. Black Panther and Wakanda Forever starts off with T'Challa being sick. Obviously, we don't see him. He's in the other room. And it opens with Shuri in the lab trying to recreate the heart-shaped herb that Michael B. Jordan destroyed in the first Black Panther to try to help save her brother. And she's not getting the efficacy she needs and gets it to like 80-something. But by the time it's done like 3D printing, T'Challa is passed. And she didn't go say goodbye when like her AI technology and like everyone was saying like, hey, go visit. Like you're not gonna get your last moments. And of course, like any good like hero redemption arc, like you missed the chance to say goodbye to the one you love. And then they throw a wonderfully shot. I don't know if they would say funeral, celebration of life for T'Challa. And it just the cinematography, obviously when you see Wakanda and you see like the miles and miles that like it goes on and all the people dancing and just like the beautiful lighting and like they never miss with that. Then a year later they show Queen Ramonda going to like the UN to discuss sharing vibranium and while they're showing her kind of discussing with like the leader of France and someone else they like they pan between her kind of discussing why they're not sharing and kind of why they're gatekeeping it with some soldiers going in and breaking in to a facility where Wakandans have, well, they think Wakandans have vibranium stored. Obviously, the Dormilogy are there. They don't get in. They don't get anything. They bring those soldiers to the UN and Queen Ramonda hands them back over to the French Prime Minister who's like bitching about not sharing the vibranium and like what if we need it for like a global attack and Queen Ramonda's like look at how you already like invite and treat each other like it's not a surprise like we're not just like willingly giving up this like weapon of mass destruction to people who can't like figure out their own stuff. So after that we get to a scene in the ocean where a collaboration of CIA and Navy SEALs are using a device to locate more vibranium because they're like, well, there has to be some. Like, it can't just be an Wakanda. So this detector is built by Riri Williams, who we'll meet in a little bit, but they find vibranium underwater, deep, deep underwater. And the two people they send out to do it one like loses connection and clearly dies and I think I think the other one dies too but like as they're seeing that you're seeing the people in the boat, like what's happening what's going on with you guys and then you hear um sirens in the water not like fire alarm sirens but like mythical sirens like the singing sirens and so all of these workmen on the boat just like jumping off in masses and so the inside team puts on earplugs they're like what's going on and then you see Namor for the first time Namor Namor I've heard it both ways come out of the water with his winged feet talking to the agents and kind of like what like what is this like they believe that 
these i don't know exactly how this kind of makes sense it has to because it's a movie there they assumed the wakandans were behind this attack with these new blue people and wing gods so like they like talked to ross and being like yo so what is this like what like ross ross contacts the wakandans like hey like what happened what is this like you guys like destroyed one of our new technologies we're searching for vibranium we found some and then obviously ramond and shuri and everyone is just confused like wait there's vibranium outside of wakanda like how is that possible and like a few nights later Shuri and Ramonda are like doing like a beautiful like small intimate like grief ceremony kind of to let go of their grief where they burn the clothes they wore to T'Challa's funeral and Queen Ramonda is trying to like console her daughter like you need to feel this like you need to feel his loss you need to feel the weight and she's like no like I can't like I can't do it she's like the pain I mean the way I'm interpreting it, it's like the pain's too much like if I feel it like I'll never it'll just never end and I can't like get up like the reason I get up is to try to fix the herb try to be here for the country like I can't just like let myself feel this so while they're in the middle of this grief ceremony Namor comes out of the water and is like um your BFFs with the U.S. and they just attacked my people and tried to take our vibranium so either be on our side and like give us the person who made it or like you're gonna be our first enemy when destroying the world and then Shuri and Ramonda are like who are you there's vibranium outside of Wakanda like very 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 confused on the whole situation and they're like we don't know you we don't like love the colonizers any more than you do but like the enemy you know versus the enemy you don't so it's like we don't know you like why would we pair up with you and like no more is basically saying his plan is like to like take over the entire um, surface world as he calls it and like we'll get into his background a little bit later so Shuri and Okoye want to go figure out like okay like let's figure out who the scientist is because we a don't want to give him to this person with winged feet we don't know and two like who's the genius behind this thing so they go to MIT and find a student Riri Williams and it's a very similar I saw the parallel of like Civil War like Captain America Civil War when like Tony picks up Spider-Man and like they go to get Riri there's a funny scene where um, she throws something at Okoye like spears it through it because like she's like whoa like what is this and what we find out is Riri's obviously a super super genius like way beyond her classes and like something she made was stolen by like the US to like or to like search for the vibranium so like she didn't know what she was doing they run to her lab grab plans and then obviously battle number one begins the u.s government finds out where they are and they have a fight and then the Talokan people meet them on the bridge where the water is and then they start fighting the Wakandans and it's kind of like this huge thing and in this first battle when they're going after Riri Shuri's like take me with you like take us back to Namor so they take him back to Namor while Okoye is passed out after being a beast and fighting like everyone there and during this period as Okoye has like quote unquote like failed to protect Shuri, Ramonda takes away her title as general of the Dormelage which is a really sad scene and we also find out then her husband Daniel Kalua is like in jail in Wakanda so like Ramonda's like I think like you can go see your husband even though he's a bad man like everyone like, I've given my whole family to this like I'm gonna strip you and I disagree with her Choice, but like it is because other because of plot device and things need to happen so Ramonda goes to Haiti which is our first time in the movie seeing Nakia with Peter Nyong'o who I was so thrilled for she has been living in Haiti since the blip is like running a school and like teaching the Haitians like how to well not helping but like assisting and living off the land and Ramonda like begs her to come back to like help find Shuri because she has like all the international contacts and she speaks all the languages and magical beautiful agent person so so then Shuri and Riri wake up um Namor 
takes Shuri on this tour and we finally get to see like Telecon, which is like a beautiful Atlantis. Everyone is like a merman kind of thing. And it's so, so pretty. And he tells kind of like the story of his people. I think I was kind of like a little lost here, if I'm going to be honest, where I think like his mom was sick while she was pregnant and like to help everyone in their community, they took a form of like the heart-shaped herb and then everyone passed out and then everyone like when they woke up like needed to run to the water so basically what this did was it like made them only be able to live underwater except Namor is able to do both because I guess it's like he was in utero he also mentions he's a mutant I missed that line but like that's obviously going to be very important so he's explaining like and then when they go back um Namor's mom eventually dies and when they go back to bury her on the Mayan land they see it was colonized and obviously that for very good reasons like triggers the Talakon people to like to completely like destroy and kill everyone in the village and they bury Namor's mom and then like that kind of was like the first sign of like they're wanting to retaliate against like the surface people so as Shuri is talking to Namor he's just like clearly filled with like so much vengeance and pain and like we need to take back what was taken from us and kind of like Shuri at this point with her own grief struggles kind of like yeah but like is this the best way like I want I'm angry but like and I get what you need but like the entire world and like everyone in the surface world and he like reiterates like again like you're either like with us or against us and he's very like nice to her and like gives her a break like the bracelet that his mother wore and like during this visit um Nakia comes to save Shuri and Riri they get out they get back to Wakanda but in the process one or two she stabs and I think kills one or two Talakon people which I don't understand because if they have as much vibranium or they have vibranium like Wakanda why do they don't have beads or like vibranium can't save people the way they do like the heart shocky thing with the beads but they get back safe to Wakanda. Earlier we find out that Ross and Valentina Allegra de Fontaine used to be married which is like a whoa that's crazy but during this Ross is trying to like not have the government sniff Wakanda's tracks even though like the Wakandans won't tell him like who is actually under the attack and eventually Ross is like using the beads to talk to the Wakandan. Valentina finds out and she arrests him for it and we all know she's doing sketchy shit it's like just waiting to come out but like she's like arrests him after finding out he's been like talking to them even though like he hasn't said anything and then I'm sorry I'm using the Wikipedia summary because I tried to do this from memory and it didn't go well like they're skipping a lot of points so what Ross takes that and back in Wakanda they're preparing to battle because they took Shuri a few Talakan people died and like they're ready for Namor to come because this, they have the scientists and like they're ready for this they think they're ready for this fight so it's another big battle scene all throughout Wakanda with Nakia Okoye like, everyone's doing what they can even though like, Okoye is a citizen like a, a civilian her and Nakia have a beautiful moment like it's hard because it's like a Marvel movie to really get into the depths and frankly only seeing it once and this being recorded like a week after I'm seeing it like get into the whole depth but I was really happy be going into watching the film a few tiktokers who I really like and who got to go to the premiere like pay attention to like the small moments and how everyone grieves and what they're saying because like I do believe one of the great things that's happened with Black Panther and isolation of the Marvel franchise it's like one of the ones that personally I feel like I don't know whether it's the greatness of the actors or the writing I mean it's probably a mixture of everything but like the quality of the like acting and in those smaller moments where they're discussing grief when they're not doing the big bone battles is beautiful um and then Nakia and Nokoye talk 
talk about like how she hasn't been back and like why she doesn't want to come back and like helping Okoye deal with the t- fact that her title strip. But the Talakon people come in, big big battle, and Namor ends up tsunamiing or like something into the like room where all of the elders discuss everything. And Queen Ramonda and Riri are in there. They drown. They go underwater. They get Queen Ramonda goes down to save. Riri and in the process she passes which was like a big like what the fuck like you already so they do another funeral and it's like oh my god you can't be serious you make us do one funeral and we have to suffer through that and then you do another one and after the second one Mbaku comes to talk to Shuri like hey I told your big brother I'd look out for you how are you handling this like this and at this time Shuri's kind of on team Namor of burn the world but also born Talakon and the Talakon people because Namor is the one who like caused the explosion the like drowning of her mother so she's like just strategizing and angrily trying to plan like how to get back at them how to fix like how to like she's trying to like fix her obviously her internal like wounds like externally by trying to figure out how like Namor can survive on both and how they can trap him because they realize they have to like pressurize the air out of a room because he can breathe air and water he like go can go back and forth freely you have to get him in like one plane and like suck him dry to like get him to to like not incapacitate but like make it harder for him to fight and then Shuri like tries her hardest to recreate the heart-shaped herb because after again Killmonger got rid of them all it was like we need a black panther someone needs to be a black panther like wakanda needs to stand behind like wakandans need this right now like the world needs a black panther to like protect like no one's ever like defeated the black panther so shuri in her magical brain with riri and everyone and nakia re take shakes the heart-shaped herb and she goes to the ancestral plane and like nakia is like there kind of consoling her talking her through it before she takes the herb so she shakes the herb and she's expecting to see her mom on the other side and this is like the big shock of the movie so as she's expecting to see her mom on the side when she like turns around to see who she sees it is Killmonger Michael B. Jordan which we were all super excited they're like oh shoot like this is who she sees and she's like what are you doing here and then he's like you called me here and this was I mean I don't want to be like super racist but I love this scene so much because he's and she's like why are you here visiting me he's like you wanted me here like you wanted like you called me here from the plane like after you taking this and then she's like why is no one in my family here it's like it's kind of like well he is your family but it's kind of like it was the external epitome of like the devil on one shoulder the angel on the other like he's explaining like you know why I'm here like you called me here you're mad you want revenge you want you want like all the same things I wanted and also like frankly like your dad remember your dad killed his own brother and then it's like and your brother like like your brother and mother kind of died nobly it's like are you going to be like I don't remember the term he used but it's like are you going to be like noble like them or like vengeful like me and your father so she obviously like wakes up and is like extremely distraught like not seeing her mother and like knowing that like this is kind of like because it's like a reflection of like what she's seeing back and like what her like unconscious like what she's like not saying out loud so she wakes up very distraught obviously helps move all of the residents of Wakanda to the um up to the ice place um blanking on the name where Mbaku lives like up in the mountains and then like they get ready for the fight and they're like we need to do something and it's funny because this scene they end up 
on a like on a big like titanic style like ship it's like oh my gosh like this is like titanic and then it's like the wakandans and the talakon people come and then there's this huge huge battle beautifully shot of like first the wakandans are winning and then the talakon people are winning and then shuri and namor go off on their own meanwhile they build riri or riri builds herself with like the wakanda technology a new suit and there's the heart so like we find out like iron heart and i'm curious how they're gonna do it because like her from what i've heard from people like who are in the comic world iron heart after iron man because like Tony Stark like big influence and like in Civil War Tony Stark was giving out those MIT grants also um Zendaya and Tom Holland and well not Tom Holland anymore but Ned and MJ are supposed to go to MIT so like it's a way to bring back those characters which I'm very excited for but Riri's in the heart suit Shuri's in like a plain thing in the Black Panther suit and like she gets Namor they get to like a desert island as like this big fight is going on between all the people um they also give Okoye a new suit so like when after and after Queen Ramon is passing Shuri's like you need to upgrade like you can't keep fighting and doing the same things we've always been doing them like you need it so they made her a new suit and called her a midnight let me see if it says in here mm, a midnight angel and they go to battle and yeah the Wakandans learn more to the surface and Shuri and Namor like fighting on this like spaceship and they get to the um they get to the desert where Namor like stabs Shuri like all the way through and she like realizes that like she's like she's done like she's been stabbed and then she's like I'm here to avenge the death of my mother I'm here so she like takes the blade out somehow was alive during this because movie magic and like Namor is also very drained it's kind of one of the things like mutually assured destruction like he's also really bad and so she like goes and like doesn't kill him but like she's like I'm here to avenge my mother and so it's kind of you're hearing the voices of T'Challa and not like literally but like you can tell like she's battling are you a are you like a warrior like are you fighting for like nobility are you fighting for revenge and she ends up like kind some she ends up saying like either like yield and both of our people can be alive and like I won't kill you right now or like bye bye and he ends up yielding and then they come back on the spaceship together um Namor stops his people from battling anymore and they go back underwater and kind of the way so as we're wrapping up um Shuri tells Riri hey you can't take the suit back but I redid your car and I found all the parts from like the first battle Okoye rescues Ross as a midnight angel and M'Baku challenges for the throne because like it'll be the first time it's like out of the bloodline but like Shuri's gonna be Black Panther they call her princess but like I guess that I don't understand how the lineage works but like she doesn't need to like be both or like she doesn't she can be one or the other I guess. It ends with Shuri visiting Nakia in Haiti and like while she's visiting her she brings the clothes I think of her mother's funeral and like buries them and like kind of like lets herself grieve for both her family members and the most like exciting thing they didn't do a post-credit scene it's only a mid-credit scene and in this mid-credit scene you see Nakia come with a little boy and she's like what's your name and he's like oh, my name is Toussaint and then like they're talking and then like Nakia is like what's your what's your Wakandan name and it's like I'm T'Challa the second so you find out that T'Challa like Nakia had a son and they both decided to be better from to live in Haiti and also like someone was pointing out like the really sad thing is okay so this kid is like I think six um T'Challa blipped so he didn't come back so that's a loss of five years and then he passed and the kid is six so it's like he really only had a year to prepare him and people have been doing like side by sides of T'Chaka 
Sokka telling T'Challa like, like it is the father's like only job to like prepare his son for his passing and so like him Zunakia saying that to Shuri about T'Challa helping to prepare the son for the passing was like really sweet and sad that it happened but it was also like a, the only I think it's a kind of like a compromise in a sense because it's the only way that like you can like quote unquote like replace T'Challa in a sense with a new actor while also not like having all the people who love Chadwick and how Chadwick is so like entangled with this character to like not exactly like be like oh like we're gonna pull the last you like switch it like you can't tell but like we switched the actors here because like that's just not right and I think like yeah he brought some touch with the character so that's how the movie ends and so throw a little Black Panther Wakanda forever recap again I think I thought the soundtrack was really good. I think the soundtrack to the first was good. I re but I really like like the Latin music they put in and some of the other styles. I saw a video about like kind of the way they chose to portray music throughout this and I thought it was really nice. One thing that I can state my own, I guess, ignorance on is I was surprised because Namor, the actor in many interviews, has been saying how like he is like a representation for like for like Latin Central American people as like a darker skinned man. And I'm like, oh, to me he's like very mid he's like medium like in the middle like all of Ian I guess and like he's like no like most people he was saying like most people like are like Latin like look like white or what's portrayed in media in like traditional Latin central like American media which I was just very ignorant of so like when I saw him speaking of this I'm like oh wow like I knew colorism was bad because I've spoken obviously with Angela and other people of Latin descent but when he was saying like I'm like the diverse representation it was like a little bit I was I didn't realize it was like I don't want to say that bad because like I don't know enough but like I didn't realize like him being featured would be such a like win for like the darker skinned community especially like because like when obviously obviously like my thing is like the wins for the darker skin community like I mean obviously this is like the black community versus the Latin community and it's not like versus but like Lupita Nyong'o like dark dark so like when he so much lighter than her like was saying that I was shocked well not shocked I was just surprised but this movie it's funny because everyone really said and I agree like this is the end of the MCU trauma phase because that's really what it did to everyone it traumatized and it was everyone kind of releasing trauma and like building for whatever's gonna happen in phase five but it's like they start off with like Wanda losing vision again, um, us losing Black Widow and gaining Yelena, like the passing and like another pe theme people were saying, it's like the passing of all the mantles, like from Black Widow to Yelena, f like Captain America got passed, the new vision kind of, um, America Chavez, um, I haven't watched a lot of the shows, but like from Jeremy Renner to Haley Steinfeld, like it's kind of like the passing of all of these things for like the next phase to grow, but like simultaneously while doing that like we were mourning not like the entire original MCU because like oh um Thor lost Jane so it was really like about like seeing all of these things like mourning and like grieving and like getting a lot more like kind of emotional into the kind of weight of what it takes to be an Avenger and I think they always do it and they did it in the other three phases but like it was a very kind of like I don't want to say it was like in a victimization way but I feel like this time like people were had a lot of agency in their feelings like Wanda giving up Westview wasn't like a oh I'm doing this to martyr myself it was like a, I'm this isn't filling in the right way to fill and help me and then like we see this obviously in through Wakanda forever in so many ways like the conversation that like Shuri and her mom have the conversation between Shuri and Nakia the conversation between Nakia and Okoye and between M'Baku and Shuri and it's just such a hard thing because like I can't imagine obviously it's a movie but like grief is hard and like everyone it's something that like 
is never goes away. I've heard various analogies, but like kind of the one that I feel like resonated the most with me is like like a bubble in like a jar that's kind of there. And like sometimes the bubble gets bigger and sometimes the bubble gets smaller. And then sometimes like the jar gets bigger, but like it's always like an ever presence and it's like how much you let it in and how much it affects you on any given situation. And like Shuri obviously lost everyone within the seven year span of like losing her father and then losing her brother and then her mother and like being kind of the only one left of this bloodline and just like her only way kind of going forward was with the science with kind of fixing things versus like sitting and like having to feel it because it's not a good feeling and I think it was great seeing the parallel of like Shuri kind of starts off more like her brother kind of turn once nay more I mean she's kind of turning the whole time because she's bad she's bitter she's not feeling it then when her mom dies she goes completely and then you see her and Namor completely go at it and it's a thing with the parallel it's like it's two groups who like like the two the antagonists I guess and the protagonists like are going through the same thing they have the same experience not the same sorry they they ha- they're having the same feelings and their motives are like from the same place of pain and hurt and sadness but like they could rather than dealing with that they're like fighting and going into battle and like looking to solve an external problem like an internal problem externally which obviously it's Marvel it's comics so like they're going to do that but it's just like it was a really beautiful way they portrayed it also like everything Namor said was like everyone said he was like really hot and like thirsting after him especially like the way he was lit and it was funny just anytime he was anything it was really nice but kind of the thing just gonna hop over to now so we're gonna go back into the movie a little bit so this big battle scene is happening on the boat. They're fighting Namor and Shuri are in the aircraft and I end up going to the movie with, I was at the movie with my cousin. It was really exciting because he's a really big Marvel fan and I was excited to like finally, I've never been even to a movie with him. So I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. We get our popcorn and they have a cool cup and they made you buy the bucket and the cup together, unfortunately, but he generously bought me both. And the cup, you could decide, like, they had three little figures. They had an Mbaku, a Shuri, and an Okoye. And the lady next to me in line, they just put the Shuri one on. I was like, I don't want that one. I want the Okoye one that's advertised. Luckily, my cashier brought me the three. And she's like, which one do you want? I'm like, thank you for asking. I want the Okoye one. So I was very excited with that. We sit down, we're watching the movie. And, like, during the middle, I think, I know the times because it was at 920. Like, the big, big battle scene is happening with the Wakandans versus the Talakan people. Like, everyone's going at it. My cousin leaves... I think to go to the bathroom and then he runs back in and he's like hey I have to go and I was like and then he like I'm pausing he didn't pause he's like I think my baby might be coming so as you've heard in another episode my I threw a baby shower for this cousin I was very excited this baby was supposed to come in December which is what we all thought was going to happen but I was like oh okay and I was not sure I'm like should I leave with him should I stay and finish the movie and he's like I'm gonna call an Uber back I was like okay great cool awesome and it was also, I like sit and I watched the end of the movie, but like the last 20 minutes I was like kind of focusing. I was like, I hope everything's okay. I'm like, should I have offered to drive? But like he said he was going to Uber. And I thought like in this situation, like not knowing, cause it was a little bit early, like more cooks in the kitchen just like wasn't like what I thought the right answer was going to be. I was like, okay, he's going to go back. I'm going to chill here and do what needs to be done and finish the movie. <laughs> so I finished the movie and it's ironic because I'm like, oh my God, it ends with the child becoming a dad. And spoiler alert for my real life my cousin actually becomes a father within a few hours of him leaving the movie so this his child did come early I'm officially DJ anti-J and I got to after I finish the movie I go home and I leave my phone on for well actually no I just add them to my favorites contacts because I'm not sleeping with my phone on not do not disturb because whenever I do that 
like by some chance someone calls or texts me who I'm like this isn't urgent and I get woken up and I can't sleep so I get a call from him at like 12 30 and I've been asleep for like an hour at this point I went to bed like as soon as I got home from the movie and he's like hey can you come like watch my dog in the morning like I think the baby's coming and now like now that the baby's here and I've heard everything within four minutes of me getting that call the baby came out which is like his wife is like obviously a rock star for like doing it that quickly and knowing her body and like all the stuff. It's not really my story to tell her full birth story, but I can say it was quick because clearly he left at 9.20 and the baby was born like at 1 a.m. So like it happened. He's preemie, he's safe, he's home, he's little, he's adorable. And they, because he was preemie, they kept him a few days. So like I was like holding down the fort with their dog and I did like a big nursery shop and like I did their, I didn't like, I took all the stuff that they had for the nursery out of boxes and I washed everything and I tried to clean to the best of my abilities and then they were able to come home a few days ago henceforth why this podcast is late I've been in like family baby adorable mode and that's just the way it needs to be sometimes but like now it's crazy how like I get like I love not like again how do I make the story about me I love the fact that like I get to know that like I was like with my cousin the day like or like at the moment when he got the call like oh I think like I might be having the baby and it like happened I like and it's also ironic because it was the day before his birthday so like the baby came like the day before his dad's birthday which will be cute and both Scorpios so great energy great love more fire signs I think in the family I'm not a big astrology person but I think they're fire signs but yeah and I think kind of yeah it'll be great like I think it was a great unfortunately my cousin didn't get to finish the end of the movie something much better happened but I think it was like a an iteration of kind not an iteration I'm, I don't have baby brain I just overly tired but a thing of like I love kind of the parallel and like kind of the 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 parallels of like my real life and the family and the community I'm a part of with the con- not the contrast but like getting to see also like the community and like the family elevated in Wakanda forever I think it shows like it kind of takes us back to like our not like in a bad way but like our animalistic roots in terms of like being a tribe being a community like being tight-knit and like doing for each other and putting each other first and like doing what needs to be done and like helping each other whether that's in times of grief and times of sadness and times of fear like knowing you have that is something that like is like it's I think I mean I don't know I'm tired and again everything I say is what I say in the moment and then a few seconds later it might change but in this moment right now what I'm feeling is like after like knowing time is the most valuable thing because you can't get it back like knowing and relying on your community for when things happen good or bad is just something you cannot buy you cannot replace you cannot change and I think well you can change but it's like something you cannot like quantify the importance of it like Shuri like had all of Wakanda looking out for her like everyone in that community like was there and the same with the telecon people like they were all there for namor because some of them like i'm very confused on like whether they're immortal or they're not immortal or like what exactly happens i'm also confused on how they program but like i'm not trying to get that far into everything but like how much like that community helped namor through the loss of his mother and like raised him and just like what it's like to grow up with like a village as they say and like knowing that like my nephew now has a huge village and a very needy village it was really funny on the first day I was back his parents kept trying to put him in the crib like he needs to get used to his crib and then everyone was like fat chance like everyone was like just sharing 
holding him safely of course um remember everyone it is flu season covid there's a new covid booster there are flu shots and rsv is going around and for all my friends who know and work with children hand foot mouth has been a big thing from what i've been hearing so stay safe everyone like next week is thanksgiving which is crazy because i'm like oh my god i was not prepared for that at all like i thought i had another week like i definitely was like oh we have like exactly like another week before we have to do this like it's chill it's fine but not at all like it's happening it's now and I need to figure out what I'm gonna make also I think my cousin who just the baby is the one hosting it so this will be a new exciting iteration and I think kind of like what movies can do for us is like give us like parallels and kind of see things like not objectively but see things that like are going on like I think like another message of like Wakanda Forever is like thing and I mean superhero movies in general is like thing because there's always like a story it's like things are changing like Shuri went from like losing her brother to losing her mother to like being the Black Panther and like kind of being able to change with like what needs to because those people like cliche as always is like the only constant thing is change so it's like figuring out how to adapt but like when you have that solid foundational base of your community and of your people like things can get done like if I was told with like a little newborn like hey we need your house for thanksgiving i would be like uh no but like granted like would i be because like it's my family and like what we're gonna do for my cousin who just has a baby like they would do for like me if i was the one in the situation but it's just so crazy to think of and like very like gratitude and gracious during these times of you know thanksgiving also remember as thanksgiving donate to indigenous tribes small businesses organizations because like thanksgiving is not like the perpetuated meal that we were like sold as like children of like everyone eating together off the mayflower like there was like slaughtering and smallpox and disease so i'm taking this podcast like the other direction now but like what's on my head so gotta do so like let's work on that and then also during all of this mess we won the senate so heck yes thank you for everyone who voted in the midterms then we the house is still undetermined that the governorships i think are still kind of up in the air but like we're on our way we did we did better than like anyone projected we could do so like yay us and for the last little current bit of pop culture going on and since this will be done and like edited and like out tomorrow this is so relevant um our love well not our lovely i guess like the once again our 90s big sis dj tanner candace cameron bray strikes again she was quoted talking about how she left hallmark to go to this other new network with christmas movies where they plan to quote unquote keep traditional marriage at the core and obviously we all know what that's coded for this year in 2022 hallmark is releasing its first same sex christmas movie i don't even know if they're the main characters because i never watch hallmark movies but obviously and then the originator of hallmark moved to this network i don't know if he created it like recently or he's always had it and then candace just moved over because they want to make it more of a christian network but away with the poodles my first thing i saw was um our lovely peyton sawyer said um let me see if i can find what she said there was like a tweet for and it's she said she like responded to the headline so the headline said candace cameron beret hallmark for GAC family blah 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 love of the lord oh no let me see if I can I don't want this I don't want this to talk to play I just want to hear I just want to hear the thing I want to read the tweet but your head is in my way okay so so the article says Candace Cameron explains why she left Hallmark for GAC there 
her head is still blocking. They're Christian. I think it's they're run by Christians who love the Lord and are peace lawyers not doing that. And so she responded with bigot. I don't remember Jesus liking hypocrites candy. Be sure or but sure make your money honey. You ride that bridge wave all the way to the bank. So that was the first thing I saw. I was like hell yes. We love love it love it love it. I also think it's crazy. I've said this um before that I didn't realize when I started watching Winter Hill I did definitely like stereotype a bit like oh no I'm watching a show about people in North Carolina oof like what are we gonna see but like watching the cast and seeing them there like a lot of them are like, very very progressive I'm assuming the ones who aren't progressive are definitely not progressive but like they're very most of them are very progressive like, not just like a little robot outward like Sophia Bush is Hillary Burton is Bevan is like I, like a lot of them who I see speak out all these things which is great but that and then the other one who came out against this was Jojo Siwa and if anyone remembers like a few months ago there was this trend on TikTok where like you flash your phone with like a celebrity crush and then you show it really quickly and when Jojo was doing this trend I was like what's the rudest celebrity you've ever met and jo and Jojo says Candace Cameron and it's like oh yeah of course like we all know like this is a thing we all know why like we all know why this is gonna happen and then but after it I don't know exactly how it gets worked out but like Jojo comes out with a statement of like no it's because like on a red carpet like when I was little like she didn't say hi to me and Candace apologizes and they kind of bury it but then when this news comes out I'm like um also she's like homophobic and like doesn't believe in like certain rights of people so like is that really the only issue we have but um Jojo takes the photo that um Candace like of the title and like Jojo has been like like not added all day but like she definitely like made a statement about it so it says her Instagram captions honestly I can't believe after everything that went down just a few months ago that she would not only create a movie with intention of excluding LGBTQIA plus but then also talk about it in the press this is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people and the biggest tea on this is Jodie Sweden Stephanie Tanner commented like you know I love you and even before Jojo Siwa posted this like I looked about earlier like yesterday like early yesterday before any of this came out she was like posting about um how to help like trans Santa I don't want anything for myself like to help like I'm assuming I don't know maybe I'm maybe this is not yeah deliver a gift to trans youth in need safely and honestly okay yeah this is like gifts for trans kids she's already posting about that before like the Candace stuff came out and like Jody has outwardly again been progressive and like like on in my opinion like the right side of history but like it's just so crazy to like watch them like do it and I feel bad for Jody because I feel like whenever Candace does pull like Tom Flory like that she's like asked to speak about it because like they are sisters and they are friends and like it's hard because I can't it's a thing of like when you're a child and you make a childhood friend like the idea that like when you guys grow up like you might grow apart but it's like you have so much history and like she was like a big sister and like it's like she's nice and it's like even though her I mean I can't I'm trying I'm trying my hardest here in the Holy Spirit to like figure this out it's like like if she shows if she showed you love and shows other people love and is generous and is kind and like that's what you grew up with seeing and then like as you got older you saw like okay well it's only kind to this group of people it's not supporting this group of people it's like anti like like BLM and like voting like for Trump and stuff like it's hard to do it but it's like if you have all of that history like I think unfortunately I don't have to deal with that but I can't speak to what it would be like growing up with someone who was like a big sister to you finding out like their morals and what they do is so deplorable but yeah I think that this episode is probably going to be shorter than most but frankly like it's holiday season my family's a new baby 
I'm trying to get Taylor Swift tickets, so cross our fingers and manifest all of that for me. And we are getting towards the end of our like, not forever podcast, but like we're getting towards 100 episodes, which is like an amazing crazy goal that I don't want to think about too much right now because I really want to get there. But like when we get there, like I will have a lot to say. And I'm so happy that I'm like trudging forward, even if like it's not exactly in the form that I thought it would be. Like this episode is probably not going to hit the mark I normally would like of length. But like, again, like giving myself that like self-compassion and personal space so like not need every episode to be like nine million hours frankly probably I don't know how many of you even listen to the whole thing so like maybe it'll be a gift for you it's my holiday gift for you to have a shorter episode we're gonna go with that thank you for listening to today's episode of it not new product don't forget to rate download and follow on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcast as always where you lead will follow so head on over to at it on pod on instagram and let us know what you want to hear in the comments and happy start of holiday season wakanda forever go to the movies support black panther and black businesses and indigenous businesses all the things goodbye and good night